Ho, ho, ho. This is the Tri-Tag Games Christmas Podcast. They're all getting coal in their stockings. This is Bruce. This is John. This is Blix. This is Trav. And this is Jay. Welcome to the Tri-Tac Games Podcast. Thanks for joining us this week and every week as we explore the amazing worlds of the Tri-Tac Games, which includes Fringeworthy, Incursion, Hardwired Hinterland, FTL 2448, and of course, Bureau 13. And upcoming is Elf Winds and, uh, and I almost forgot, uh, the Weird Zone. So, and we also have the Stellar Games products, which are most notably Nightlife and the Expendables. But uh, this week, we're going to be talking about Christmas and the Christmas season. It's Christmas yes, it's our Christmas special. Thanks, John. And we're going to be talking about how you know, the season can be in your games and and uh, adding to your games and informing the play. So uh, what we're going to uh, talk about, John, is uh, why don't you, uh, does anybody out there know a lot about some of the different uh, strange customs that are oriented around the Christmas season? Going to the font of all knowledge, Wikipedia, just looking at all the different Santa Clauses out there. And also, there, there are some that are they're more traditional. That's the uh, actual St. Nicholas, isn't it? Yeah, St. Nicholas or the Christ child. They even use the Christ child as one of their figures. But then you get into the Nordics. Uh, our, modern, uh, our modern Santa Claus actually came from a 1940s uh, uh, Coca-Cola ad campaign, didn't it? Yep. Yes. Yes. Yep. The big, the big fat Santa in the red suit with the beard is Coca-Cola Santa. Yes. Yes. But the reindeer came from Finland. Reindeer always come from Finland. 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 Yep. Place where I want to be. They right. basically were, were part of a Yulpuki. Yulpuki, which is Finnish for the Yule goat. Which is a which is actually interesting. If you look in the history, Yule Goat actually was a bad guy. Okay, Yule Goat. The Yule Goat. And the name and the name is Yule Picky, which is not lapish for no. It's your turn to clean up after the reindeer. <laughs> <laughs> and he doesn't come out of the chimney. Oh. He knocks on the door on Christmas Day and, and invites himself right. in and starts giving out presents. Well, also a thing about Christmas customs is many of the things that we have for Christmas: the Christmas tree. The tinsel, many of that, mm-hmm. it, it most people attribute that to the Christian, you know, go to church and a lot like the pine tree. That's pagan. Yeah, a lot of it. I mean, the, really, uh, the oh, yeah, early right. the early Christian church was really good at, at co-opting everything pagan it could lay its hands on. Well, that was to get social building, right, so, that so, was uh, to bring community building. I think. Yes. So when you went, so in, during this season. There's actually uh, all these different religions uh, over a, peri- a long period of time have actually contributed a lot of different customs that may be recognized as one religion or another, but they actually all fall into the same social fabric that we call Christmas time. Well, I, sure. I, think, that, I think that the physical basis for it is uh, the winter solstice. Right. On the 21st, the shortest day of the year, the darkest day of the year, right. and the part where winter basically, where where fall turns into winter, but also the cold and dark time hits its rock bottom. And, you know, if you've, if you've survived that far, you have a chance to make it back into spring. Right. In many yes. early religions, uh, they would have great festivals and, and sacrifices at that time to yeah. try to appease the gods so that they would bring back the summer again, so that the earth would not remain forever locked in ice and snow. Uh, I was just going to say, you mean if I burn a bunny, I might get out of this uh, <laughs> crap quicker? Uh, that, that would not be uh, yeah. uh, an unlikely sentiment after you'd seen uh, a, a couple of months of freezing temperatures. It's not it's unlikely not sentiment for me now. I don't like this type of weather. But, <laughs> but you know, um, a lot of it has to, a lot of it comes down to uh, religious aspects you know, Christian or, or otherwise, uh, has to do with rebirth because, um, 
a lot of this comes from being that that's the the longest you know the longest night. Uh, it's sort of like the death of the earth, and then they're celebrating the rebirth, so it's yeah. being reincarnated. Nope. So a lot of that ties into Christian belief and and pagan belief, and it, it ties into Egyptian belief. Um, I think some of this stems out of that in, in a lot of ways. Now somebody's somebody's going to send us an email saying they didn't have much snow in Egypt. No, but they did have the flood periods for Nile River, so they had cyclical seasons themselves. Even with oh, not only that, but but the whole pyramid thing and the reincarnation, the mummies and stuff. They believe that you died at night and kind of was reborn when the sun came up around. It was. It, they had a whole thing like sleeping. Sleeping was sort of like dying. They weren't, you know. Because they, they didn't really understand it, so the Egyptians were really, really big on rebirth and reincarnation. That's not the reason I even tied that back to that. I'm not saying that the Egyptians were were a big part of Christmas, but they were a big part of early religions. Especially, yeah. you can you can imagine how much they must have influenced the Jews, being that um, you know the Jews were slaves of of Egypt for so long. Um, the archaeology kind of kind of kind of has some questions about that but the the point of the matter is that uh, every culture on earth has a cyclical life and death and, and rebirth kind of cycle based on the based on the turn of the seasons and the fact that the seasons come and go with a with a, with, a, with a certain amount of regularity um and so uh, christmas even on a on an alt that never had christianity or never had even the pagan religions that we have might still have something because they'll have a December and they'll have a, a cold weather time too. Well, they might not. You might have a place that just kind of looks at you blankly. One time of the year is different from any other, huh? So now you're talking about Fringeworthy. Yes. Okay. So out there in Fringeworthy, we know there's lots of alternates, which also include alternate social, alternate historical. So there's a lot of opportunities here for you to go and make a really strange twist on Christmas. You know, you. You could you could change you know the Christmas traditions. You could keep them the way they are, sure, and actually make them more real. Uh, you know, you could have a Santa Claus. You could have everybody being a Santa Claus. You know, it, it could be that uh, there could be roaming oh, gangs yeah. of Santa Clauses roaming the <laughs> looking, city, looking for that one small good child who appears on December twenty fifth. That's possible. Uh, or they could be running around doing good deeds in the middle of the night on Christmas. They could be chasing home all the, the drunken fathers and, and, and possibly mothers who, hadn't, who, who needed to be home to, to, be, to wake up with their children. Uh, you, you or you could have a, a Santaocracy where Santa rules with a, with a uh, kindly but iron fist. <laughs> Well, that's like Sinterklaas. Sinterklaas, which is the Dutch version, would whip children who weren't good. But I can imagine a Dutch influence where, you know, wicked children are brought out and, and whipped on Christmas Day. Hey, you know, uh... uh whip, okay. Whipped. <laughs> no, you know what, uh... Yeah, whipped. What, what or, or, be, or at least uh, taken a, take a, uh, a paddle to and paddled on Christmas Day for being bad. Well, wow. I mean, I want to see the Court of Appeals on that one. Right. Uh, I ain't taking that one without a fight. You know, one one Christmas tradition is to visit the graveyard of your family at midnight, uh, and and to yep. go and and give your respects. And uh, it, in the one article I was reading about that is is that, you know, can you imagine uh, where a child's fondest Christmas wish was not to get lost in the graveyard like he did last year? <laughs> mm. Well, my my ancestors would only rise in the grave, and we'd have to bury them again. Now that would be Bureau Thirteen, Arts. wouldn't it? Yeah, right. In <laughs> Bureau 13, we, where all stories can be true, then yep. you can have everything happening at Christmas. You can have Santa Claus. You could have Sinner Claus. You could have Santa Claus and Cinder Claus going one-on-one -on -one in big-time wrestling. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you can have, you know, uh, all the different traditions happening all at once. You know, the sky, the, uh, sky can be or, filled no, with reindeer. The original uh, oh, South wrestling, Park, yeah, solstice was, slam, yeah, solstice yeah. slam. Jesus yeah. versus uh, yeah. Jesus versus Santa Claus over who just whose holiday it really was. Yeah, but, but so Bruce, yeah. so Santa Claus exists in the Bureau Thirteen universe. We more or less agree on that, right? I've always assumed so. So does he actually give all give presents to all the good girls and boys? At least all the good Christian girls and boys. Well, according to. Uh, the story I wrote, which was Invasion of Christmas Land, uh, we talked about Santa Claus. We said, no, Santa Claus does not give presents to all children. He does, uh, nor adults. 
Santa Claus gives presents to those who need them. He's he's in, uh, he's uh, he acts as uh, he's inspired to go and travel the world and to give presents to you know to people who really need them and special presents that really make a difference in their lives. You know, most people they don't need Santa Claus to give them a present. I mean, I myself, you know, I don't really need anything. I have a, a house, a family, you know, enough money in the bank account to buy whatever video games or whatever I might like. So, you know, Santa Claus doesn't need to come to my house. However, you know, there might be somebody out there who you know needs something special. You know, needs that little you know Oscar Mayer green weenie that was. Uh, uh, whistle that was in uh, the uh, Santa Claus story to really recapture his love for life, you know, and sometimes even more seriously. So uh, Santa Claus didn't have to be everywhere and didn't have to go to deliver millions of toys every night. Uh, he no, just had uh, to deliver a night's worth of toys to whoever needed them. And however long it took him to get it done, it still only took a night. So it it worked. So there's there's a time travel aspect to Santa Claus, and there's a highly supernatural aspect to Santa Claus. Temporal compression. Mm -hmm. He can do temporal compression, which means you know, he, but you know, and he doesn't need to go down a chimney. He can go through the door like everyone else. It's just chimneys actually was something add on, and in fact, the chimney actually came from the uh, towards the night before Christmas. Was the first time it first time anyone ever mentioned him coming down a chimney. <laughs> Right. So, but the, yeah. but Santa Claus didn't have any real problems doing his job. So, and uh, and yeah. I created a whole amazing Christmas land for him to live in, and the elves. Uh, That's that actually sounds pretty cool. That yeah. sounds like a good way to run it. Right. The uh, the, the players who actually played in that adventure. The thing that really, the, the thing that really amazed them was when they got there when they ran into the uh, the Elven Satisfaction Society. Where and they were like, what do they need Elvin Satisfaction? They said, well, you've seen their workload. He says the the job of the Elvin Satisfaction Society is to make sure the elves are working, working all the time, you know, to get you know to and they're happy doing it. And you know, and they're saying, well, what does that mean? I says, well, just think about it. And I just let them go riff on that, and they went crazy. And we had uh, we had Elvin uh, dances, and we had goth elves, and we had you know elves with uh, all kinds of of, of help. Uh, of the various kinds, and so they. they were what was it like Elven Union? It, it was more like uh, uh, it was an Elven Union in the sense that they were all working together. But it was more like uh, uh, you had the sort of like the original Battlestar Socialators. Uh huh. They were they were there to keep the elves working hard. You had comfort elves. Comfort elves, whatever comfort you needed, whatever you needed to keep yourself from being distracted, so you're happy and ready to work the next, you know, the next day uh, to do your shift, and uh, and they were they thought that was a pretty cool job for people to have, and and the, all the elves were happy. Wow. We are Santa's elves. I like living hell. No, no. Right. Yeah. Well, that, it would be without the uh, without the Elven Satisfaction Society, I imagine. I'm sure, you know. But and, and they were and they were. Boy, they didn't have anything like that when I was one of Santa's elves. Right. Yeah. Sorry. One of my one of my old running jokes when I run into a bar stool commando. <laughs> well, anyway, so that was uh, that was part of Christmas Land, and, and of course everything was alive in Christmas Land. So the trees could talk. The uh, the little statues of birds could talk. And of course, the bunnies could talk. Which, which, which they thought was, let's go get a let's go get a Christmas tree, you monster! Yeah. <laughs> all and, the trees are already decorated, though. Yes, and the trees are all decorated, and, and, and well, but they're not all decorated. They're uh, the that was some of the things that the birds and the bunnies and things do is decorate trees and stuff. So, oh, that that sounds like hell. Oh, yeah. And of, course, and of course, there's 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 sleigh there, there's horse drawn sleighs running up and down the the uh, snowy covered lanes in Christmas Land, and of course the horses talk. So it's uh, well, where do you want to go today? Yeah, it's Bumble from uh. Yes, and then there was the abominable snow monster, <laughs> and everyone was like, "Wait a second, what's an abominable snow monster doing in the middle of Christmas Land?" Didn't you ever watch Rudolph's Red Nose Reindeer? I helped put the stars on top of the trees. Oh. 
then we get into a uh, second set of mythology and, and cultural uh, yeah. references, the, the Rankin-Bass stop-motion animated uh, movies that we all grew up on. That's right. I'm Mr. Heatmeister. I'm Mr. Sun. <laughs> It's, right. it's it's a, it's an other where clay can be brought to life, right? And and the physics of that world makes everyone move jerky. <laughs> click 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 click. Ow. It's like time time is is not analog; it's digital right. there. So, it, it it's a world, it's a world of twelve frames a second. <laughs> you would be cold. Rest I would of say time. because there's a Santa Claus. He does various things. I wonder if you if you threaten Santa Claus or. Make him want to shut down Christmas. Does Christmas actually get well, shut down? Well, how could you? How should, could could you make Santa Claus shut down Christmas? Oh. Seriously, John, he would he would talk pop about, out his talk about getting yeah. on your naughty list. Wow, <laughs> he'd pop out his big giant Santa Claus and oh. cut you off. <laughs> okay, it, it's Christmas. Start start digging start digging the uh, bomb shelter back up. Why do you need a bomb shelter? Santa gives us coal. You need a bomb shelter for coal. I didn't tell you how fast he gives it to us. <laughs> yeah. Well, I can see us saying on the project that, like, Matthias Bolt or one of the other <laughs> groups might consider doing, you know, spread spread despair and sadness throughout the uh, world, you know. Well, then you, might, then you might have Santa showing up to, in, to enlist Bureau 13 team to help foil the guy. Mm-hmm. Or, they, or you might have, they might, they might put out a uh, call for an um, interdimensional hitman. Kill Santa. <laughs> we got some out of town talent. You've been watching uh, what's it? Uh, Sluggy Freelance. Well, there's an old. Uh, no. That's... Yeah, actually, I, I'm thinking more. I'm thinking more of Hogfather from uh, J- Terry Pratchett. Mm. <laughs> All right, right, yeah, yeah. right. Well, the Hogfather. There's that's a, another version of Santa. Mm-hmm. And as you travel the fringe paths, you're going to find different versions of Santa than the traditional one that we know of. And there'll be different versions of other. Uh, religions, you know that that we you know that we all believe in, uh, or not, or no, not. I mean, <laughs> but I'm just saying is the ones that are common to our Christmas. How many how many stories have a an antithesis to Santa, an anti-Santa? Somebody there's a, who there's a is, lot of traditions where, on one hand, you have the Santa character who will go and bring presents to the good and uh, the good boys, but then there's another character. Who basically is looking out for the bad children, and he's the one who punishes those. I love bad children; they taste lovely. <laughs> well, and and so uh, there's a bit, kind of a built-in conflict too. And in keeping with uh, with Rich's tradition, uh, uh, you might just be ordinary people picked up out of Christmas shopping shopping maze to go deal with a Santa-related <laughs> problem. Santa needs your help. What? Yeah. I'm a soccer mom. Leave me alone. No, really. Santa needs your help. Yes, I need your help, boys and girls. I'll give you that Audi you've been looking for if you help me. <laughs> yes. Yes, that, that, that maze in, in, in the Christmas land in your local department store, you, know, you suddenly turn left and find yourself mm. in the hardwired hinterland. Yeah. And, and they, somewhere. where they have what was it? Uh, all I mean, I, seasons day. All seasons yeah. day. Yeah. And somewhere there's an environ with a pole and a little ho- a pole right next to the, the helium pipe, and a little gingerbread house and a fat jelly elf. I'm just I'm just picturing the elf. He's going. How the hell did I get lost <laughs> here? We may have left and turn and Rudolph said, "Wait!" Uh, and all of a sudden I, I I'm here. I'm just picturing being the elf who gets that in his in, in his inbox that day. Work, 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 work. An Audi? How am I going to build an Audi? All I have is one working tool. Yeah. Oh, that's the thing. Yeah. How do you make an iPad out of a it's block of wood? Now. <laughs> Let me tell you. <laughs> no, I would figure if, if Santa really did give presents, he'd probably he'd, he'd just goes to the manufacturers and buys in bulk, I guess. <laughs> well, mm-hmm. it's to me, of course, <laughs> that you don't want to have that special Santa touch to them. That's true. So I didn't know Santa had a workshop in Taiwan. Yeah. <laughs> What's cheaper than elves? <laughs> yes, in some worlds you'll find that the entire world economy is supported by Christmas. As a matter of fact, in one one store, a short story I read one oh. time, uh, the it the enti- it seemed like the entire year was the Christmas season. I think they started like the day after Christmas or like January, and they just started ramping up for Christmas. 
And they would go all the way through the summer, and they'd have all, all kinds of cards, things, and 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 specials, and presentations, and it all, only six more months yes, till Christmas. Yes. Ah, make it stop! <laughs> and, 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 and all, yeah. And finally, when you got to the actual day of Christmas, they, you, they had bulldozers literally pushing drifts of Christmas cards and tinsel and stuff from all the celebrations that have been going on off to the to the, to the recycling center. I don't want I don't want to pick up a, a a sensitive topic here, but I'm reminded of the reaction in in the 2008 uh, presidential campaign. Most people just said, "Thank God it's over." <laughs> I mean, it, they they had been yeah. campaigning hard yeah. for far too long, at about uh, what 18 months or so, and it was just it was too much. You got this horrible fatigue, and I'm thinking, you know. I'm thinking a year-long Christmas buildup. By the end of it, you know, you're just throw you're just throwing figgy, putting at people, saying, "Get off my lawn." <laughs> oh, but you see, if I have to hear one more Christmas carol, I'm going to eat this bullet. I swear. Well, then you got to ask him. So when does this start? They look around <laughs> uh, two thousand years ago. So what did you do before then? Um, well, before then, um, well, we would then go, uh, you know, uh, sl- you know, slay a goat by the morning by the morning light of the sun, and, and thank and thank the gods that the that the world's coming back again and the sun's coming back again. <laughs> that was an all day production. In fact, in fact, it was an all year production. If you think about that, what, what Bruce has described. Was pretty much what happened before, you know, in the in the past. I mean, if you go to England, there's Stonehenge, which is lined up with the with the summer solstice with the winter solstice sun, and there's Woodhenge, which he recently discovered, which is lined up with the more with the with the uh, sun, with the summer solstice sun, and they basically literally it's an all year project. Okay, if they discovered Dirthenge, I'm quitting. <laughs> <laughs> Look, it, it literally was an all-year all project. Well, Look, it's meat hedge. Well, you know what? You know what, Jake? <laughs> Jake, I was gonna say they had fudge hinge, but that didn't last very long. <laughs> yes. I, I want hot tub hinge. <laughs> you say, hey, you take me to beer hinge, and I'm never coming back. Hey, I'll I'll take hot tub hinge over beer hinge any day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, okay. I really, so those 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 people those people a thousand years before, before the common era were smarter than we yeah. thought. Okay, I'm looking we got for geisha, geisha henge, but you know. <laughs> now, wait, is that where you just is that where you take a bunch of geisha and stand them up in a field to line up with a solstice or something? Yeah. Well, actually, I Japan think, I think does more fun things to them. Yeah. Uh, uh, well, Jay, uh, Japan actually does have a Christmas mm-hmm. tradition. Yes. See, over there, they're they're not. Christians, uh, most of them, and so they actually see the Christmas time as being more of a romantic time, and so you know there's a lot of card giving. It's, it's sort of like their uh, Saint uh, Valentine's Day is happens at Christmas time, and though you know there's lots of get-togethers, lots of parties, and the most romantic thing you can do is book uh, a reservation at Kentucky Fried Chicken yeah. for your romantic evening of Christmas Eve. Mm. I, I know that uh, it, it, as a, uh, I've watched some anime and, and had some other anime fans describe it to me that the Japanese love to take the Western holidays and basically turn them into a big excuse for a party. Yep. And so, you know, they kind of, uh, as, as the Japanese don't want to do, they took something from another culture and turned it into something pretty distinctly Japanese. What, happened if you, what would happen if you did something like the reverse, if you took like uh, a Shintoist religious holiday and you know, like uh, in uh, in uh, modern day in modern day United States, the Cinco de Mayo is becoming a big uh, excuse to drink holiday, kind of like uh, kind of like uh, St. Patrick's Day. Yeah. And uh, the thing is, though, it, it it commemorates an Independence Day that's not especially relevant to Mexico anymore. It was two or three governments ago when they got the independence from Spain. But uh, you know, they're all eh, right. whatever. It wasn't much. And, but it wasn't much of a either. Well, actually, it wasn't much of a battle And Americans, either, uh, you know, they're, they're all, eh, whatever, Cinco de Mayo. And all the, Amer- and all the Americans uh, are, are getting, are, are drinking all the tequila they could find going, woo, Cinco de Mayo. It's like, what? Wait, what? 
you know? Well, that's essentially St. Patrick's Day here. I mean, they don't celebrate St. Patrick's Day in Ireland the way we do here. No, I... We turn it into a I've heard, big old drinking holiday. I've heard some rather wry comments about green beer. Isn't that when they also turn, turn, the, turn the river in Chicago green, too? Yes, they do. Right. Yeah. That's when they, they let the sewage flow again, right? No, no. So, so I, was, I was thinking... I was thinking another way to celebrate uh, Christmas um, that, that would seem logical is imagine a society that would treat Christmas much the same way they do Halloween in that it's the shortest uh, shortest day of the year, so the longest night. So I could see a society seeing that as the night of death or, or you know the night of spirits because it's you know the longest time that it's dark and most societies – believe that that's when spirits and creepy crawlies come out. So, so I could see them dressing up in costumes <laughs> and running around trying to scare off the evil spirits on that longest night. And then, I don't know, maybe getting gifts when they go to the doors instead of just candy. Yeah, just so you could turn it into a whole, like, you could kind of combine Christmas and Halloween yeah. in yeah, a way. Either that or, or it's kind of a somber remembrance of the dead kind of a day. And, and the next day is kind of the rebirth day. And you show up, you know, in a Santa costume going, Merry Christmas, everybody. And they're looking at you like, pervert, what are you doing? <laughs> right. It's like, you know, be you know, be more respectful. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah. But also, don't forget, it could be a very religious holiday where, you know, there's no Santa Claus. It is, it, you know. In fact, you know, there may be worlds where it's where Chris, where basically the church banned any any, any celebration whatsoever on the solstice. There are and then there are sects here uh, here in the in the in the modern world, which uh, ban the uh, ban the celebration of Christmas, like in the uh, Jehovah's Witness. And I'm not sure I'm not sure where the yeah. Quakers are on it, but uh, they're kind of you know um, uh, saying, "Hey, oh, they're a little but, shaky um, on it." Yeah. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry if we have any Quaker fans. <laughs> I just got that, okay? Right. Yeah, because we get, so, we get so many Quakers on yeah. the podcast. I'm going to get letters here. from them. You know that now, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's somebody they know. It's all, yo, you should hear yeah, They're not going to send me that. email. They're going to send me letters. You're listening to the Tri-Tech Games Podcast. You're in a tavern, and an old crazy man with a staff walks in. He stops at your table and says, mm, "No, I don't think so," and walks on. Walks out. <laughs> you notice that he's trailing toilet paper from. <laughs> I heard there was crime, monkey crime, the worst type of crime. We could all start talking like that. Stop stepping my bailiwick. <laughs> makes me think of all those political attack ads. I'm Gareth Drake, and I approve this message. <laughs> I would choose if monkeys took your jetpack. Monkeys took my jetpack at mtmjetpack.com. I was also going to point out that you know that you know technically mm-hmm. Christ yeah Christ's birthday actually probably would fall around June if you want to be technical about it. They put the Catholic kind of that they coincided it with her solstice you know or co-opting her. Was it Saturnalia? Saturnalia. Or yeah, right. Saturnalia. No, it, thank it's you. Uh, my understanding is uh, that you know the, yeah that Thursday. the uh, the I'm sorry, uh, that the shepherds were out in their fields with their animals because they were giving birth, which would then place it in the early spring. Uh, yeah. The shepherds the were shepherds out were there with their birth. flocks, okay, and their flocks were giving birth, uh, and that's why they were there to watch over them so that they could protect them from wolves and other type predators. So that that okay. would put them the, the uh, actual birth of Christ in the early spring, actually closer to our Easter. But... You know, it yeah. it doesn't really matter the exact time it was, uh, you know, but this is when we celebrate it, and therefore uh, you could find very well find that Christmas is being celebrated uh, on an another world, many different places. Uh, Actually, what you're saying, Bruce, there that's a tie-in for incursion, because there's ten centuries of abductions, and in some cases like uh, Roanoke, incursion is, is is where you've been abducted by aliens, 
and they were going to sell you as slaves, but you took over the ship, and now you're flying around one of the pieces of hottest property out there, and, and people are looking for right, you. Right, but before that happened, there was 10 centuries of abductions of Earth, so, uh, yes. even though the Earth was mostly protected by uh, an alien artifact to keep this from happening on a wide-scale basis. So those people are out there, yeah. and their descendants are out there, not lost, but actually uh, scattered like like you know stars uh, in diamonds in the sand uh, out there in the galactic uh, mm -hmm. the galaxy are Milky Way. Some some believe that even now descendants of man struggle <laughs> to find the Christmas spirit or whatever the original BSG. Right, I actually I, <laughs> I actually had the county of Roanoke dumped on. They were actually weren't abducted for slavery. They were actually abducted to save them. And they ended up some. There's some place out out there, and they basically are. are they have a colony world, so they've been growing up in a fairly strictly religious group because they weren't. They basically they were well. They were, they were they were Anglicans. No, they were Anglicans though. Hey. So they actually wouldn't be strict. It wouldn't be as strict, but there wasn't a whole lot of Christmas right. celebration back then. So their version of Christmas may be very religious, and. The date's totally arbitrary because they have no right, idea when it is. Because different worlds are going to have different periods yeah. of rotation. Their years aren't going to be the same as our Earth. So, so they ultimately yeah. it would probably be somebody simply going and saying, "This is the day we celebrate Christmas." And now it's ten centuries. It's well, now ten centuries later, and you've had ten centuries worth of distortion of the original, you know, myths oh, and yeah. practices of those early Christians who were abducted and which could have informed an entire culture in radical ways. Well, uh, if they took all their equipment with them, they may have had some copies of, of the Bible. I'm thinking that an imprint person might go ahead and, and watch the time on their new world until they figured out when the, uh, the solstice and the equinoxes were uh, uh, and uh, and time their celebrations with that, because really a lot of the timing in our calendar is about that uh, repe repetitive pattern in our year, and it's required in the in the uh, agricultural society so that they can get their days of planting and days of harvesting right. That's one of the big problems with the uh, Julian calendar, was that it was slightly off so that the time that that. Uh, different holidays were were celebrated at different seasons. Change uh, started getting offset from what the Earth was actually doing. Yeah, and you can also imagine on a world, say a world, a world where the year is is four hundred days, and and the day itself is. 26 hours, well, yeah, it's going to be a little, it's going to be, yeah. they, they need a new Well, it's calendar. not going to match up to our Earth. That's fine. But yeah. it, as you said, you know, uh, Jay, if you go and take it uh, and you say, we're going to celebrate this on the uh, winter solstice mm -hmm. every year, well, then that's going to be at least, you know, it's going to be a consistent day every year, whatever, however long that year might be. Right. Which is, uh, again, part of the reason for developing these, these yearly rituals, as well as uh, reinforcing right. the community and and doing all that social stuff, so you know these these holidays do do uh, serve an actual social purpose, although ours may be you know evolving into a different right. shape at but, this point. But just as early Christians um, so, may have co-opted uh, co some of the pagan uh, practices that were around them and, and Christianized them to give Christian meaning mm -hmm. to those things, also these these uh, uh, these slaves and children of slaves are going to do the same thing in the cultures in which they now find themselves. Mm -hmm. So they might have a, so a celebration that's akin to our St. Patrick's Day, some big drinking holiday, and they may say, yeah, okay, well, let's turn this into, let's, let's, let's make this more meaningful, more spiritual, and they go and do, and do a, a take on it and and so now a, a tradition that's been, had a whole different meaning for the for that particular culture, that alien culture, now is being given a different slant to it. Happy Glyph North Day. Here, have some orange beer. That's right. Have an orange. <laughs> yeah. I mean, also considering you may you may have uh, some Coptic Christians who are who are taken. They're, they they are definitely very much Orthodox, and they're more old school Christians than. Than uh, than than uh, 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 what we would consider Christians. So yeah, some Coptic Christians would may not even celebrate it, you know, at that point. And like you said, the the folks from Roanoke, it's only been like about what five four centuries since they disappeared. 
So they've had some time to, you know, make some, make some things up and get some things wrong. If, uh, for we know that most everything was left behind. Uh, so the other books and all this were left behind. So yeah, they had to go by what they what they what they could remember, what they could recite. And I don't remember if there was a priest or not in Roanoke at the time. So I there was. I there think was. There yeah. was. So the priesthood may there might become a heretic. Hereditary? Her, yes, hereditary. A her, her, I can't say it again. Her, a heretical. No, no. Hereditary <laughs> position. A her, You're a heretic a her, for hered- suggesting that it's not... Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, they, they, they had to make adjustments. I mean, you know, there's like how many, what, 26, 27? I forgot how many people are in Roanoke. Sure. Yeah, I have to look it up. But anyway, you know, where, where the county size was, they're now in another world. Hopefully put someplace where they can live. You know, I mean, we, this could be aliens some credit for that. They put some place where they can There's survive. There's no point in, and, in, in selling grow. slaves for the purpose uh-huh. of them to die, John. Well, unless no, it's I, a dictatorial combat, supposed, but was, we don't need to go there. I was positive the Roanokes, the Roanokians were 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 actually were inducted for slaves. They were inducted to rescue them. Where some misguided alien thought, you know, or or they're a mm. sample. You never know. They. Taken as a sample and then put into a uh, preserve, or maybe you know, in a, or maybe uh, getting back on the subject, they were kidnapped as uh, Christmas gifts for somebody. There you go. I mean, yeah, so <laughs> they could be some bizarre, wow, slaves right. everything. Well, I, yeah. I always thought that it, you know that what you could do is that you could like <laughs> steal the Vienna Boys Choir, you know, and 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 present that to some you know uh, uh, thick necked, uh, be tentacled uh, warlord out there, and they'd be all. Or Michael Jackson. Take take these back and get me fresh ones. They oh, only have one head. <laughs> right. Okay. Well, let's let's <laughs> let's talk about having fun with this. Okay, because you know, if, there's grand. There's all kinds of different things you could do with Christmas. But if you were to write, you know, an adventure, okay, uh, in any of the games that that we have, uh, what kind of uh, an adventure would you like to? Would you think would be fun to do, having to do with Christmas? Well, I'll go first because I've already done it. Uh, as, as I mentioned, I, I wrote a, I wrote an adventure for Terror Watch for Bureau 13, which was called The Invasion of Christmas Land, which was a story about uh, a, a Bureau 13, which is a supernatural investigation team, who found themselves uh, suddenly able to transfer into the uh, pocket universe that actually was Christmas land up in the North Pole. So they were going to go up there to meet Santa Claus to find out how much was real and how much was fiction and hopefully to make him a friend of, of the, the agency that they work for. Unbeknownst to them, uh, one of the uh, major bad guy groups in that world had managed to put one of their own characters as a mole uh, into that expeditionary team. And so they had different agendas going there, and they were working against each other most of the time without knowledge to go and try to get Santa Claus to go to one side or the other. And uh, and so ultimately it came down to, to finally unmasking the mole and and having Santa Claus uh, decide whether or not he wanted to listen uh, or even to make any kind of a uh, an, an alignment with either group at all or whether he was just happy enough just doing his thing and they were, they were welcome to come visit. Uh, that Your teams, uh, your adventures, your players can choose which route they want to go based upon what motivates their characters. Uh, but that was the adventure that I wrote, which was the invasion of Christmas Land. Hey, I got an idea for one. All right, we'll go. We'll go with incursion on this one. Imagine you guys have been traveling around for a while, mm. and everybody's homesick, of course. And sure. someone decides that they're going to celebrate Christmas. You know, things right. are rough. They're being chased. You know. They make it to this trading world, you know, like a big giant world-like bazaar. And the mission is to find Christmas presents for everyone on the team, but you have to dodge agents and stuff trying to capture you. So, and your ship is cloaked. So the adventure would be people running around trying to get presents so that they could celebrate Christmas. And then maybe one of the guys is trying to score a tree and like things that he can decorate the tree with. So, I don't know, that'd be a fun twist. Wix, it's funny you mention that because on fanfiction.net, there is a Farscape story called A Starlit Noel, 
where Crichton gets the crew of Moya to celebrate Christmas. Dargo has to get a tree. Uh, Chiana is cooking a bird. It just you mentioned that, and it just all clicked together like that. I remember. Really? Oh, yes. I, I, I can imagine him getting a tree, and it turns out that one alien made out of sticks. Ooh, that would be nasty. <laughs> Or maybe that's the the first part of the show, and the actual adventure is when they bring the tree on board. It's filled with some kind of nasty right. parasite or, that or starts may, attacking the crew. Or maybe that uh, uh, that thing that looked like a Faberge egg actually is an egg, and it hatches. <laughs> right. <laughs> hey, well, where did the flying reindeer come from? There you go. Mm. Yeah. I was actually thinking of thinking for a hardware hinterland. Um, basically. Nothing to do with Santa, but basically it's a an airlift to Anst- to Anston's kingdom, you know. And of course, you have yeah. I'm still working out in my head, but you know, basically your standard you know comedy of errors, trying to get the presents together, and someone has a bright idea of let's do it a reindeer, and people look at him going, well, yeah, we can put an engine in the back of a sleigh, lightning crystals. All we gotta do is get airborne for like two seconds, and we can use reindeer. They go to Anst and they're looking at him like he's crazy. <laughs> so are you going to have like the reindeer on like treadmills and they're turning props? Is that the idea? Yeah. <laughs> a real clockwork disaster. <laughs> okay. you got to remember the animals, you know, they collagen on that world. There are reindeer going to be looking at going, this is beyond my pay grade. I don't think so. No, 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 no. Or they can be totally down with it. Yeah, I'll, I'm getting paid twenty Akron dollars. Hell, I'll do that for for twenty Akron dollars. <laughs> but Anson's uh, uh, Anson's kingdom is actually a very good choice because Anson's kingdom is modeled after a uh, medieval society, and there's an awful lot of people who live their entire lives yep. as poor you know, downtrodden serfs. So if there was ever a place where you'd want to be flying overhead and and dropping presents down to the children who probably don't have much, who could use a little uplifting, uh, this would be a place to do it. So I could see a massive airlift flying over Ansem's kingdom and just dropping down little packages of toys and candies and things like that down to each of those little okay. uh, hamlets and each of those little huts that uh, a family might live in. That could be very sweet. And, of course, Anson has his Air Force out hunting him down. <laughs> well, then, then you get to use the uh, picture that's on the, uh, in the portfolio for Samurai Cat, uh, <laughs> where they're, they're hosing yeah. down the uh, German uh, Luftwaffe as they're flying over Berlin trying to deliver the presents. <laughs> you got, you got you got guys wearing elf ears and an elf hat, you know, wearing the curly toe things. Manning the fifty caliber machine guns, right. you know, but I don't think so. I think I think Anson would, you know, not wishing to. He's not going to spend any money on them. But that's I, true. But you know, I I think that, uh, it, it, and he probably wouldn't like to be have a huge armada flying over his kingdom, which is why it would have to be done on the sly, very carefully, with a lot of misdirection. Yeah. But then at the final, if you could pull it all together at the very end, you all fly off and do this and go then you know turn on back to New New Canada or whatever and, and have yourself a fine beer fest. Oh, yeah. But I can imagine being ambushed along the way by air pirates who figure, hey, you got something on board. You got a lot of presents. Got a lot of presents. You're right <laughs> off the air pirates. You know, this adventure is getting better and better as we've got air pirates. We got, you know, putting Europe, smiles on little boys and girls. Yeah. You know, we got beer at the end. You got some guy, you got some <laughs> wow. guy who's always plays, you know, likes playing the, the, uh, the, the MacGyver building the, the sleigh, which is right. basically 50 feet long. Because it's got a whole lot of presents for like 200 people or, or for, for several hundred people. So you got to have a big sleigh and you need places for the gun emplacements. Right, you got you got as you say you you got the guy you got the guy yeah, you got the guy who's got you know all the reindeer on it you know or or it's equivalent you know with the clockwork uh, uh, treadmills and stuff flying off and oh, yeah <laughs> yeah well you know you use, yeah. you use different flavors of phosphorus for red and blue tracers at that point yeah. red and green tracers yeah John because says Christmas cheer and, like and green yeah yeah. I also, volume's good for the blue. <laughs> of course, I can see the guy dressed as sack. Okay, I'm Dancer. My name's Elmo. What? My name's but I Elmo, can, but not I can, Dancer. I'm Elmo. You're, you're going to be venison stew if you're not Dancer. Okay, I'm okay, Dancer. I'm good. So, 
Any, any other ideas? Uh, let's see. Um, well, um, I, I'd go Bureau 13, and I mean, I'd, I'd make it like an urban-type adventure. You know, you're, you're going about investigating something in the inner city, you know, that type of dark, and bring about something that... It, it'd be a feel-good adventure. It'd be like all of a sudden there's just this person who does something and they uh, and it it they bring about something mystical and you're just like wait a minute was that who i thought it was it would uh, be not not so it would be fanciful but not like you know with 50 you know 50 caliber slaves being pushed by you know something a little more along the lines if it were a bureau 13 adventure maybe a good samaritan who has some mystical quality about them and maybe some Hmm. You know, it could be a gang or it could be something supernatural is trying to take them out because they know that they are something good in the community. So and hmm. they might have the ability right. to do, I don't know, like a loaves and fishes type thing to produce food to right. feed people. And on, you could, on Christmas and you could also have uh, a, a kind of so, a Grinch like character who's actually an alien and he's come down and he's taking all the Christmas presents and, and tinsel and decorations because on the world he's from, those are, you know, very valuable religious icon-ish objects. And he's only there for a short period of time. So he goes and he's taking all their stuff and he has to be taught um, the meaning of Christmas. So he'll turn around hopefully and, and, and grow and, and, and grow well, a heart. Well, don't forget though that, that Mars and Bureau 13 is Mars of, of the tradition. So yeah, Mars D. Santa Claus. Right. Oh, oh, Santa Claus versus the Martians. Yeah. Oh, my brain. And 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 Santa oh, Claus no. actually has Ow. a very powerful ability okay. when it comes to that sort of thing. If you've seen the movie, he has the ability to take any complex device, like a you know killer robot, and he turns them into a toy. Wow. Okay. And so all of a sudden you're you know rampaging you know uh, you know uh, uh, X you know whatever uh, in Star Wars you know your 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 centurions and all of your legions of droids all of a sudden become you know <laughs> start singing and dancing and 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 and, and, and singing a du dore and whatever. One picks up a pair of symbols and starts smashing them together, going eh, 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 smash, smash, smash. You know, right? It's that that has horrible implications for all those giant robot toys that we started seeing back in the 70s. Oh, yeah. And was that Santa saving us from sort of invent, uh, uh, invasion? Yeah. Yes. The, the, <laughs> last, the, last mi yeah, the last mission of Voltron. Voltron. <laughs> and I'll neutralize the head. Sure. Uh, well, you know. Um, that would kind of suck, though, that whole thing transforming. What the, the one... Uh, sentient robot, the Russian that got transferred to Cheslev. Boy, that would suck to be him at that time. <laughs> what do you mean I'm six inches tall? That son of a... Yeah. <laughs> you get your set if it's the last I do. Well, there's a campaign for you. Uh, what I'm looking at is I would grab Fringeworthy. I would have an IDAT team find a uh, uh, find a uh, Pocky World mm -hmm. that I would shamelessly rip off from uh, Bruce Sheffer's uh, Christmas World. I would have Santa there, and I would have him uh, recruit the IDET team to help him foil Cinder Claus. Cinder Claus has broken into Christmas World and stolen the list of children. He's stolen the list of bad children, and he wants them for his own purposes. So you have to chase Cinder Claus, recover the list of bad children, and do this while break while using Santa magic to break and enter the ho the, the homes of say five of the worst children in the multiverse. Yeah, watch out for Zwart Peter. We're talking, uh, you know, pals with evil overlords and their sadistic little brats, and of course hordes yeah. of guards and and evil death traps everywhere. We're talking, you know, people uh, little. You're talking little people who do horrible, horrible things. And the team has to uh, get in and get out and steal the things while everybody around them reacts pretty much in character, calling the police, calling the guards off with their heads, you know, doing uh, doing what you do if a bunch of lunatics showed up at your home telling you that uh, your child was on the evil list and was wanted by a supernatural creature. And the only thing you have to help you out, because Santa can't spare any of his elves, yeah. is you got to make a little stop at a little island. 
the home of misfit toys. <laughs> so, so you have the misfit toys helping you too. Well, no, you have one elf, but he's the one that wants to be the dentist. Is it safe? Is it safe? Those, it, yes. You do realize something, Santa, and you know Santa has to deal with you know the, this IDET group, and IDET groups are armed. <laughs> you do know, you do realize when the first IDET pulls out his his sidearm. What say, what say a wonderful to toy. You know, reach over you and shoot your eye he'll out. take the plastic gun away from you. <laughs> oh my goodness, yes. In in Chris in Christmas land, all the all the all the all the all the weapons are actually toys. Right. For the kids who get off on playing those kind of violent games. And all the and all the and all the IDET people will be saying, No, give me the gun back. No, give me the gun back. No, give me the gun back. <laughs> yeah. And, and the grenade launchers fire bean bags. No, and... they fire they fire nerfs. They're nerf guns. Uh-huh. It's it Yeah, you're you're totally you're totally nerfed out there. And um yeah. Mm-hmm. And you know, and if you ran with that while they were on the while they were on the Santa, Santa Claus mission, their weapons would be yeah. nerf or nothing. So mm. of course, one gets gets wise. I wonder what happened if you take a nerf weapon, you soak it in water and freeze it, and then fire it at somebody <laughs> with compressed air. The plastic, <laughs> the plastic goes crunch and you break it. I'll tell you what, you know, uh, you you pull a gun on Santa and and you get. You know, you get riddled with arrows, and you're like, "What? What happened?" And one of the elves steps up and says, "I am legless. I am death with a bow." <laughs> you're not. A, you're legless. You're not a leg of nothing. Legless. <laughs> you're more like an ankle. Twang. Ow! Stop it. And they make the best cookies. Oh. oh. <laughs> right. Man. Yes, and I'm thinking, you know, for the duration of this game. Players are going to the player going to get extra XPs for good elf for good elf riffs and good elf puns because you know we're just, it's just that kind sure. of night it would be just that kind of night if we're if we're playing this yeah. sort of game right and and what I, t- I mentioned earlier was that um, that the twelve days of Christmas you could actually have later on in the Fringeworthy campaign you could actually have a group whose job was to run tours to different worlds for various reasons and they might have a twelve days of Christmas tour where you actually went to various time shifted locations uh, throughout the multiverse and experience Christmas. Well, twelve Christmases in an, in a tour of time. It could be a whole whole year. It could be only like maybe two or three months. But going the way that the worlds were set up, the way their their calendars were set up, you could actually go from Christmas to Christmas to Christmas. You know, and, and it, it could be and it could be you know some of the most uh, noteworthy places historically that you might want to go. This would be more for the people who are more into historical accuracy, who love to go to these locations and to experience the things that happened there rather than some a more of a you know a caper type mission. You could throw more stuff into it if you wanted to, but is this would and and Bruce talk about talk, twelve I'm sorry, right. I'm just talking about twelve days of Christmas, don't forget there are some places that actually do the twelve days of Christmas. Starting Christmas Day till twelfth night on uh, with January fifth, I think it is. They do the twelve Christmas. There's a certain type of person who can work at it in a in a uh, three hundred sixty four yeah. seven days a week Christmas store, and I'm thinking that their idea of the perfect Christmas tour out on the fringe paths would start to make me a little crazy after a while. Especially, if I mean, eventually, eventually, you're going to say enough good chair, enough eating, good way, enough. Well, especially if, if you're going to places like, you know, where they do the 12 days of Christmas, you know, the, the whole full 12 days festival, religious festival. Well, yeah, those 12 worlds of Christmas may take, like Bruce said, a couple of months to do. You know, they do uh, really elaborate Christmas fest- festivals. Or it could take even an entire year. You could go out to the world, you could, you know, and, and slowly build up the entire Christmas season, culminating with an actual Christmas, celebrating that, that festival, and then packing up your stuff and moving on to the next Christmas. So, you know, it, it just depends on how your players wanted to go with this. Hey, I, I, can, I can think of a, uh, of, a, of a good setup for an adventure. Hey, the good news is we found Santa. The bad news, uh, he's a Miller. 
little swarms of elves yeah, you, running down the You've got the least Mellor, and every one of them has has a little reindeer uh, red nose on the end of them. <laughs> and they're glowing. Right. <laughs> well, and, yeah, whenever, whenever, they, whenever they spot prey, it glows red. Right, because, you know, the, the Mellor, uh, the evil oh, Mellor, are all originally good Mellor. So you could have a, a, a Mellor that was actually, you know, really into Christmas. But now that he's turned, it's now become a very dark, maniacal version of, of Santa Claus. You know, Nancy. At that point, you're kind of into Tim Burton's Tim Burton's Sandy Claus there. Right. Well, there there was also a comic book which was called Son of uh, of Santa, where this guy. Uh, oh. You know, oh, it's poof <laughs> on the Marvel character, right? Yeah. I, I don't know who, which 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 uh, uh, various publishing houses put it out, but you know he ends up going up to Christmas Land, uh, and there's this huge you know thing the size of uh, that huge plant that they used to make aircraft in, and something like that during World War II. They actually built a city on top of it. It looked like a real city, but it was all miniature. And he's there in this huge place, and they've got all kinds. They're pocking out like you know, thousands of toys an hour and stuff like that, except they're all, and, and he puts on the Santa suit, and of course it's really a high-tech, it's, it's sort of like the suit in, uh, in, in The Greatest American Hero. I remember this, remember this, I remember this, I actually think I have, I have yeah. the comic book. And, and, then he, and then he runs <laughs> into the anti-claws, and he has to fight him, and uh, I think it was supposed to go on for many, many issues, but there was only one ever published, so, but I mean, yeah. No, yeah. I'm thinking, I'm, I'm thinking that, uh, that, that, that one issue was as far as they needed to take yeah. that one. Although suggesting that they were in the middle of an arc would be, you know, a spoof on the character. Right. Oh, my. yeah. But also, we we put it soon. I mean, basically, he he had washboard abs. You know, we're not talking a fat set. We're talking, you know, a Santa. Yeah, like superhero a, like, Santa. I don't know, Schwarzenegger. Yeah. But yeah, superhero Santa. Speaking of which, Marvel used to do uh, Santa comics every year. They used to, they always had some kind of twist on it. Oh, that's before they got bought by uh, who? Who bought them again? Was it Disney? Bought Marvel. Yeah, yeah. I think that's right. Uh, Maybe a year or so ago, Disney bought out Marvel. Ah, uh, because there was there was a dementia song about it. So yeah. <laughs> but I, I was I remember I strict I very clearly remember, uh, and I may even have it in one of my boxes. There's a picture where Santa Claus. He's in the Wolverine pose, and he's got his three oh, claws popped out. You know, he's like, and I'm Santa Claus. You sure it wasn't a three, like a three Kenny Canes between his fingers? Oh, that would be funny. I would enjoy that. That would be funny. I'm the best there is at what I do, and what I do is really, really nice. Uh, again, that would be what would happen up at Christmas Land. You... Of, course, of course, that was during the time when they had um, Abinoxo the Clown. They were using him a lot, too. So it was sort of that, that, that <laughs> yeah. period. So, oh, during the... During the what the heck was going on with Marvel uh, period? Yeah, ambush ambush bug. <laughs> right. <laughs> I loved ambush bug. I had his one of the first appearances in Superman, where he took yeah, where he I, thought the thirty where he thought the thirtieth century was actually Disneyland. Oh, that yeah. was funny. I I've got his theories. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, uh. I don't know about the, pl uh, the the players, but I wish for your characters that they live in interesting times, that people in high places take notice of them, and all their dreams come true. May your Christmas be a pleasant one, and may you get all the loot you can you can possibly carry, especially the leet loot. Yeah, the leet loot. Well, I just want to you know wish everybody a good holiday this year, and and make sure you uh, spend time with your families, and and you know all presents and all that that garbage aside i mean it's nice to get stuff and give stuff and everything but you know make sure you spend time with your families and and uh enjoy the time you have with them yeah this holiday season is meant for us to be together and enjoy each other's presence and the gifts are nice but you know just remember that you know, whatever holiday you celebrate, however you do celebrate it, that it's meant for love and caring and having fun. So that that's my Christmas wish to all of you. So all together now, we wish you a, a very, a very Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. Whatever it is you celebrate. Podcast. This podcast is protected 
under the Creative Commons license. Have a Merry Christmas!